0: Welcome to the Ronin Rabbit, a Usagi Yojimbo fan podcast. I am your host, Ed Moore. And keep in mind, there are spoilers. Now, to get in touch with me, you can tweet me at teal, T-E-A-L Productions. You can look on Facebook on the Usagi Yojimbo fan page. The website is bigtimenoise.com slash Rabbit, And the email address is podcast at gmail.com. Now, I'm looking at this episode, Usagi Yojimbo Volume 4, Number 13 from IDW, that's the current ongoing color volume. The September 2020 dated issue is number 13. The Return Part 3 is the story. Now, it has been reprinted in Usagio Jimbo Book 35, Homecoming. That is fairly recently. And uh, if you can't acquire the, the actual issue itself, which is eh, right about a year old at this point, so you should still be able to get it. Now, our Dramatis Personae include Maimoto Usagi, Kenichi, Mariko, Yayoi, Katsuchi, Jitaro. Uh, those are all the quote-unquote good guys or neutral. On the bad guy side, we have Keto and Nakeoka. So, opening the story, we have a couple guards walking through the village that Usagi is originally from. Actually, let me take a step back. Uh, what has happened is Usagi was journeying visit home. He was waylaid by a group of samurai that gave him grief because he still had the Mifunimon on, on the the, the crest of the Mifuni clan, and uh, got the better of him, knocked him out. He fell in a boat. The boat drifted downstream. It was ultimately found just outside the village by a former love interest of Usagi's Monaco. She is currently married to Kanichi, and the two of them are raising a son, Jotaro. Now, those of us that have followed Usagi for any length of time know that Jotaro is actually the son of Marco and Usagi. Which that uh, the the making of Jotaro, let's say, occurred right before Usagi left to join officially Mafuni's clan. Okay. So, oh, well, actually, yes. So, and what has happened is there is a contingent of men who are in the employ of Lord Hikiji, but they have not forgotten their loyalty to Lord Mafuni. So what they're going to do is uh, an emissary of the shogun is supposed to go through the uh, Kenichi's village. He is now the headman of the village, the uh, I don't know, mayor, I guess. If if, if we wanna, uh, that's my equivalent. I, I'm not sure off the top of my head. I didn't look that up, but I believe that's kind of what it is. So the emissary of the shogun is coming to check and make sure things are okay. The shogun wants to visit. This contingent of Hikiji pretending Mafuni loyalists want to kill the emissary of the shogun wearing Hikiji's colors to discredit Hikiji and thus bring attention to what has befallen Lord Mafuni and step out for Lord Mifuni and hopefully regain uh, name and likeness and colors and everything for Lord Mifuni because it, they will show what a traitor Hikiji is because, see, he just attacked the shogun's emissary. So he will be uh, discredited and the rest of these things will follow. Now, kind of the drawback to that is that regardless of what happens, because the shogun's emissary was attacked in this village, this village will be raised no more anything after that is also after the fact but so usagi found that out and of course that's the first thing in his mind whether these other things happen discrediting Mufuni's loyalty you know whatever he knows that this village will be taken apart and of course kenichi mariko yayoi uh, jitaro all living in this village they're they're kind of important to usagi um I threw out the word, the name Yayoi a couple times. That was Usagi's uh, personal uh, uh, care maid when, when he was growing up. She specifically took care of Usagi because Usagi's Dad was the headman, and so she was assigned as staff of the headman, helped raise Usagi. Now she is assigned to Kenichi and Marco, helping raise Jotaro. Uh kind of like Alice from the Brady Bunch, if you will. So these Hikiji hiding Mafuni loyalists have taken over the village. They've put everybody in um, prisoner. They've made prisoners of everyone else in the village, and. They are now walking around doing duties, uh, as it were, around the village, as if they were Kenichi's men. So they're wearing the mon of, I believe, it's probably the village that they're at. I don't know that Kenichi is high enough to actually employ a mon. Maybe he is as the headman. I'm not sure. But anyways, they're walking around looking like guards for the town in case, and when the shogun's emissary finally shows up, things will appear correct. So these two guys are... Finally, back to the story. Sorry about that. These two guys are walking around patrolling. And last issue, Usagi... um, Well, Usagi ingratiated himself to Kato, who is leading this Hikiji hiding Mufuni loyal band. And uh, Nakeoka is one of the people. They both remember Usagi from when he was with Mufuni because they were both officially with Mufuni as well before he died. Before he was killed, rather. And... They told Usagi their plan, and Usagi said that he is with them, right, to help uh, bring uh, favor back to Mafuni's name. However, he was not. When he had an opportunity, he went and freed Kenichi, Marco, and Yahyoi, and uh, they, they all have separate missions. Kenichi is... Helping Usagi to free the village and to be there just in case this emissary comes a little early to make sure that they can help stop whatever. They sent the two women out, Maruko and Yayoi, to warn the emissary, uh, as when they were out. Yayoi was directed by Mariko to continue that mission to go try to warn the emissary, but Mariko herself split off and is going to try to find someone else. I suspect that who she's going to try to find is Katsuichi, because he lives in the mountains outside of the village. So you go outside the village, right? You know, and you take one path up to the mountain, and there is help, and you go down the other normal path to probably what will turn out to be the next village, and that is the path that the shogun's emissary will be on. So that's where we are now. Yayoi is going to warn the emissary. Mariko has broken off to get help otherwise. I don't believe she officially said, but I suspect it's to get Katsuichi. Kenichi and Usagi are still in town trying to, to do some things there. So that's where we are finally. Sorry. Thank you. So... Kenichi and Usagi waylay these two guards uh, in hiding, as it were, and actually kill them both. Uh, and they've killed other members around as they've tried to move around. To Usagi had to kill a couple people to free everybody. And so we're, we're starting to have some bodies hit the floor. Yeah, see, see what I did there? Let the body... Yeah. Um, so they're walking around here, and as they're trying to exactly figure out, uh, Kenichi and Usagi, what they're going to do, they... They see as guards from here and guards from there start uh, coming back together to warn Cato that, hey, you know, I found these people dead and I found this broken down and I found that, you know, so word is starting to to uh, coagulate, as it were, that Usagi or that somebody is up to something. Kato puts together that it's probably Usagi because... He knows the village and everything. He would want to help these people. I don't see him. He's not right here. So, you know, one plus one plus one. Smells like a duck, walks like a duck. Um, so Usagi and Kenichi, after seeing this and realizing that they are not directly, but their intent has been found out, they extract themselves from the, the area. We cut to Mariko, who is running through the forest. Now, she is a, a, a mother. Uh, she's a wife. So she is not really, you know, all that keen on doing what she's doing, but she's doing it out of necessity. Well, she runs across a couple of the men from the village that have taken over that Usagi, as part of his helping them, uh, determined where best to place guards and lookouts and things like that. So he told a couple to go up onto this mountain pass because he, you know, he didn't realize that Mariko would even... that anybody would try to do anything now he does know that it is the pathway leading to wherever katsuichi is but i'm sure the thought is if he decides to come down he can handle himself anyway so well Mariko finds these two guards and eh, with a little bit of effort she manages to dispatch them both with the um cartoony skulls floating above showing that They are indeed dead. And she continues on her way. She refers to Yayoi. We then cut to Yayoi and see that she is much uh, bedraggled running through these paths and avoiding things and running in the dark and being out of shape and being a woman who is not used to, you know, strenuous physical activity, at least not of this sort. Um, So she also runs across some guards, but her guard's number five, whereas Marco's only number two. She is not able to escape the guards and in a a, a moment of uh, supreme fear, I guess, she grabs probably a Tonto that she has. Let's see. Yeah, she just seems to extract it from nowhere. So she's probably got it on her person and is about to uh, harikari herself or or seppuku. I'm I'm not sure which it would be. I'm not sure actually what the difference is. I know what they both are, but um, I'll say Kari. Because Seppuku is ritualized, I think. So anyway, she's going to kill herself. Uh, but they stop her and recapture her. And they're going to bring her back to the village now. And, of course, under threat of you know whatever physical harm, uh, she is going to be uh, suggested to tell them what in the heck's going on. So at this point, you know, soon everything may be over. Kato's going to find out what's going on. But not yet. Usagi and Kenichi are now have the high ground and are watching the village as all the little guardy dudes, you know, are scurrying around, much like insects or, or ants. And then they're watching and watching and trying to figure out. I mean, they, they just, they're not really sure what to do. They're sorely outnumbered. Uh, they, they want to protect the village, but they want to protect the shogun's emissary, but they want to, you know, so I mean, they're, they're really not sure. Um, in the midst of this, Kenichi says, uh, hey. Remember that time we went hunting for yamemo, Yamimo? I believe it's Yamimo. Uh, which is uh, mountain yams that, that grow there just outside the village. And we reflect back to when they were two little pups. Or a pup and a kit. Or a pup and a kid. Or you know, whatever their little little forms were called. Usagi's a rabbit. And actually, Kanichi's a rabbit too. So two, what are two young rabbits? Kits? No, they're not kits. I should know this. But I don't. So after they have been digging and digging and digging, and they have a nice mass of these memimo. They are waylaid by a pack of wild Tokagi who want the vegetables that they have been digging up um, for, you know, reasons. Uh, They like them, or it's their stash, or both, you know, who knows. But they attack, and Usagi and Kenichi fend them off. But they find out that, "Mm, man, we didn't really fend them off, because while we were fighting them, they also ate our stuff, man. And now we have nothing, and, you know, we, we need to head back home. So we cut back to now, and there's a little uh, character thing here where Jitaro we find out, has been sent to study disciplined swordsmanship under Katsuchi. Uh, that's the same dude that taught Usagi when he was little. Uh, any of the young Usagi stories that you run across almost always involve Katsuchi, because that's where he was when most of his youngness was learning. Um, and so Kenichi's upset that um, he feels that he should be the one teaching Jotaro. Um, He knows, uh, I'm pretty sure, the lineage of Jotaro, but he has taken on the responsibility as Marco's husband. And he also knows that Usagi studied under Katsuichi. So there, there is this since they were kids, rivalry between Usagi and Kenichi, with Usagi seemingly attaining to greater heights, greater notoriety, greater you know, winning their rivalry contest, at least in the eyes of Kenichi. And so this thing with Jotaro is just another example of, well, this is what I want and this is what Usagi did or what would Usagi do? And Jotaro is doing that rather than what Kenichi wants. So he feels, Kenichi feels that, you know, he's lost another battle. Still fighting the war, but constantly losing battles. Cut back to Marco, who we see after uh, dispatching the two guards is struggling, struggling, struggling. Falls on the path. And lo and behold, we see, what are you doing here? Uh, feet. And she gasps as she looks up. Uh, I'm going to throw out there that that's Katsuchi. Um I wish that there was a staff here next to him uh, that he'd been using because that would pretty much cinch it. But there's no staff. He must have it on the other side of his body away from the camera. Hours later, Usagi and Kenichi, we, um, we still haven't come up with a better plan. Usagi says, it has been a long night. We'd better get going. The sun will be up soon, Kenichi says. So they're about to head off, but then somebody's yelling at them. Come out, come out, or we will kill this woman and the other prisoners. That's Kato uh, with his contingent of falsely garbed, although they're not falsely garbed now. Now they're all wearing the Mifunemon on their clothing. So they want Usagi and Kenichi to come out from hiding and... And if not, they're going to kill Yayoi. Usagi does, you know, of course, the honorable thing, comes out, hands over his swords to Kato. Kato indicates he was there when Mufuni presented them to Usagi. He remembers Usagi receiving Yagi no Ida and Eyogi, which is willow branch and young willow, uh, translated. Says, I'll enjoy owning them. You're not worthy, Usagi says. Caution, Usagi, remember the hostages. They go back and forth and back and forth. And as a matter of fact, um, he says, well, actually, never mind. Burn the storehouse and the prisoners inside it. Burn it, yells Kato. And Usagi, with a a big scream, uh, yells no. Uh, Right before all that, uh, Yayoi yells out that Maruko went up the mountain instead of continuing to try to warn the Shogun's emissary because Usagi indicates or says outwardly, well, at least, you know, the emissary has been warned. And Yayoi says, well, you know, obviously I wasn't able to do it because she's captured. And Marco didn't do it because she took a different path. So now it appears that the plan is still back on track. And Keito and Nakeoka have captured everybody. And it, basically everything... Uh, except for U- Usaki, uh, is right back where it was about an issue and a half ago or two issues ago. Except now Usaki is captured as well, rather than being free to roam around and pretend that he is with the uh, with the Mifuni crazies there to, to do their craziness. So we had a couple words. They weren't really defined, but they're words that we've seen so many times that I believe Mr. Sakai no longer really defines them. Uh, we have Tokagi, uh, which are the little lizard dudes that uh, I-, I wish... Usagi still had Spot. That was that was cool. Or, if not Spot, m- maybe that puppy that he had in the uh, first couple stories, or where he met um, the I talked about it last issue, and the names are completely escaping me. And, hold on, let me drag that out here. Tomoe and Lord Noriyuki, uh, the little puppy that Usagi had with him. It'd be cool if, if now, you know, that dog was a grown dog and it was a companion to Usagi. I understand it might be kind of a annoying for Mr. Sakai to have to draw that on dog all the time. But, man, wouldn't that be cool if Usagi had some kind of Shiba uh, as, a, as a hunting dog or something like that with him, a companion? Oh, man, he could sleep and he'd have a guard. and that would be cool. So, uh, Tokage-sensei, um, in referring to Katsuichi, and the Yamaimo, the Mountain Yam. Then we are refreshed as to Usagi's Katana and Wakasashi being named Willow Branch and Young Willow as well. We haven't. That, that really hasn't come up in, uh, in a while, actually. So there we are. I believe next episode I have scheduled to talk about Volume Three, Issue Fifty, as we march on through covering the older books. So that will be what I talk about next time. Um, had several episodes here in the return, so by all means, somebody drop me some feedback to let me know that somebody is listening once again. I understand it was a been a while since I had done anything but uh, hopefully hopefully somebody's listening even if they're not listening to all of you out there that aren't listening I'm still going to be doing the show I just, I would appreciate some feedback just to know if anybody's listening uh, I do the show because I enjoy talking about it even if it just goes out there to the ether and bounces around so thanks a lot guys contact stuff was up front on the episode next episode is issue 50 of volume 3 the dark horse volume back to our, our good old fashioned black and white stories I'll talk to you guys then out.